good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. How you doing? Check it out. This is your Probably Right Podcast. I am your host, MCM. It is Sunday, March 20th, 2022. Sorry. And it is actually 7.30. So I'm going to get this out as soon as I can. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about sin. And it was brought about by the sin in my own life. So hopefully... Well, I know for sure it should resonate with some other people, (laughs) but um, on this podcast, I've tried to be as open and honest about my life. And, you know, the joke is, is that I do actually listen back to some of my podcasts when they're, you know, the real talk is out there and sometimes you need self-talk. And it's funny, it's like if I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to you at the same time. So don't think that I'm just sitting up here, you know, on a lecture or on a rostrum or a high horse just telling everybody else what they need to do with themselves because I'm realizing that most of the advice is either nobody gave it to me, I wasn't listening when they gave it, or, you know, a number of other issues as to why I didn't get get it or catch on to it. And um, so, as I said, this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> the sin in my life. And hopefully, this will resonate with you, and you will be able to catch yourself in the various places that you need to catch yourself, because at the end of the day, I don't know you personally, but I want to see you in heaven, and wouldn't it be an amazing thing as if you were actually able to see me, and I was able to see you, and you say, you know what? I remember when you did this podcast and it changed my life in this way or that way. And I just wanted to say hi. And we both made it. You understand? And I know it sounds weird to people who are probably not Christians, but it's like there's things in your life that if you could do something to help somebody else who is going through the same things you're going through or are going to go through the same things or you want to stop somebody from going through what you're going through because of your love for the common man or your brother in Christ or your sister in Christ or whatever your family or your children or your grandchildren or your grandchildren's children like you just don't know so I'm here and as you know this podcast goes from sports to politics to love to children rearing to child child rearing sorry it sounded weird um to clothes to fashion um to anything I, I talk about anything as it says in my trailer for real and when I feel the need to address something if I can address it properly then that's what I'm gonna do okay so without further ado that's set up. Remember, everything I say here is for entertainment purposes only. Um, not on here trying to cast um, dispersions. 
dispersions <laughs> against any that doesn't sound right um against anyone or I'm try, not trying to make anybody feel bad that's not my purpose but it's great if you already feel bad and you're here to get somebody to help you feel better about what you're doing not necessarily better about yourself that's not why that's not why i'm here i'm not dr phil or any of the other doctors or any doctor because i'm not a doctor and i don't play one on tv um i'm just out here trying to spit whatever truth i have or speak whatever truth i have or whatever i've learned and i'd love to just impart it to other people and hopefully it'll benefit someone okay all right and again, I'm doing my my best to slow down. I understand there's music playing in the background. And sometimes I just need to let it rock behind me. Sometimes I feel like I have to fill each and every open space with a word. And I know that's not the way you speak to people. I know that a lot of us do it that way. But I just need to... Say what needs to be said, and if there's dead silence for a second, you understand I'm still sitting here. It might even give you a chance to think, to contemplate as what, you know, on what has just been said, and so on and so forth. So here we go. So to tell you the truth, also what sparked this podcast is me listening to John MacArthur, and he was preaching about the sin in our lives and how to get rid of the sin in our lives in that vein. And um, if you want to get in a, a more, obviously more thorough look at this, because I'm just dealing with basically with one set of scripture, maybe two tops. And that would be from Colossians 3. And I'll touch a little bit on Romans 7, specifically Romans 7, 15. Okay, and again, this is not a preacher speaking to you. This is not a doctor speaking to you. This is not technically a religious podcast, but because I am a Christian, I talk about Christian things because Christianity is the most important part of me. And sometimes I used to explain myself, you know, some people would say, how do you consider yourself or what do you call yourself first or what is your most important part like it's kind of like with the pronouns people say you know I am a him or her I, I go by him and his and her and hers and whatever like the different pronouns whatever but the most important thing for me is I'm a Christian I'm a Christian man I'm a Christian man that happens to be black I'm a Christian man that happens to be black, that is Canadian. I'm a Christian man that is black, that is Canadian, that is also Jamaican because both my parents are born in Jamaica. And that's who I am. But my most important part of who I am is a Christian. Do you understand? And I would love to be able to put that as a pronoun. Maybe I would say I'm Brother MCM, <laughs> um, but I won't. But I mean, you, you got what I mean, right? Okay. So the main text is going to be Colossians 3, which I'm going to read. And I wanted to go to Romans 7 first because Romans 7 has a very um, famous text. And I 
I love the way that Paul put it together. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, see? Yeah, it's one of those dead spots, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta say something. It's like, not people aren't exactly just gonna click and take off. They know there's more because they can see it on the timeline. But for some reason, I just think I gotta say something. Okay. I will start at 13, and I think I'll start stop at 15. It says, did that... Okay, maybe not 13. Okay, 11. For sin, seizing... Seizing an opportunity through the commandments deceived me and through it killed me. So the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good so basically it's letting you know what your sin is so the commandments are holy the scriptures are holy but when it lets us know about ourselves we find out how wretched we really are in order that sin might be shown to be sin right so that's why the commandments were there that's why the law is there and through the commandments might become become sinful beyond measure for we know that the law is spiritual but I am of flesh sold under sin I don't know if you get that is that God is holy his word is holy his commandments are holy but we are sinful flesh and basically the word of God shines a light on our sin and we need to recognize our wretchedness if you understand and 15 which is the word that I was saying that I was gonna bring up in Romans here it says for I do not understand my own actions and have you ever been perplexed by your own actions I have have you ever gone and said why did I do that I knew it was wrong I've been told that it's wrong after I do it, I feel wrong. And the whole thing is just wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. And then you feel like trash. Hopefully you feel that. Because if you're not feeling bad and you're sitting anyway, then something's really wrong. You hear me? For... I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. And I'm going to stop right there. But read Romans 7. And again, this this is for someone who is fed up and has a conscience of their sinful nature. And 
I know we're living in a time where people just, you know, oh, God understands, you know, it, it, it's okay. My situation calls for this sin because this person did that to me. So it's okay if I say this or do that. It's not. And sometimes we think that we have a right to do things or God will look the other way or because God's so loving and caring that he doesn't care if we sin in, in these so-called small areas of our life, but he cares. And the more that you care and the more that you know who he is and how holy he is, the more that you'll care. So the more that you get to know God, the more you'll get to love God. When you get to know what he, the Lord Jesus did for you, then you will feel some type of way, as they would say in this day and age, about what you're doing or what you've done or what you continue to do or the way that you're living or what you said or what you're thinking. So now I'm going to get to Colossians 3. And I, I'm thinking I'm going to do a little self-reveal again, but I don't know if this is the correct spot. But I was trying to figure out for a long time what was really wrong with me in a sense of sin and what my real issues were with the way God has set things before us on this earth. Like, why, why do I feel bad most of the time? Why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel disconnected from God? Why do I feel hopeless? Why do I feel that when I pray and I say, Oh Lord, at times in the past, I've felt like that, Oh Lord, hits off the ceiling and comes right back to me like it goes nowhere and I'm just disconnected. You know, understand that the Lord Jesus lived a perfect life. He was crucified because they said he, he, he was blasphemous in saying that he was the son of God and making himself equal with God. And, you know, they didn't like that, but he lived a perfect life and he was crucified for your sins, not his sins. He still had power to do whatever he needed to do. That's why there was the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. That's why he was able to rise Lazarus from the dead. That was why a woman touched the hem of his garment and she was healed from her issue of blood for 12 years of it, the sickness that she had. That was why he could just say to the centurion, the, the, the guy in the army, um, be it as you say. And his son was healed from that very moment. That was why he could cast all the demons from, take them out of a man and put them into the swines. And they went down the cliff. Do you think he couldn't have simply taken himself off of the cross? Do you think he couldn't have stopped them from whipping him? Do you think they couldn't, he couldn't have stopped them from piercing his side or putting uh, thorns on his head in the shape of a crown? He's almighty God. In the beginning was the word. 
and the word was with God and the word was God. That's what the scripture says. When it said in Genesis, let's make man in our own image. Does that sound like it was a singular God? Now, I know I got off a little bit, but this is all relative to us in our lives, even with the Ten Commandments. And let's see. Now, in regards, in regards to the first commandment. Scripture says, or I'll read right at the beginning of, and I, I thought I was only going to do two scriptures, but check it out. Exodus 20 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. He was talking to the children of, of Israel, or the Jews, Israel back then, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment. Now, when we look at Colossians 3, which I will read, of course. <laughs> Can we get somebody else to read here? No. <laughs> All right, check it out. If then you who have been raised with Christ, and this is somebody who's calling them a Christian, so I'm happy that there's people who are not saved listening to this hopefully this will give you put something in your spirit to make you want to find out more but this is really talking to people who call themselves Christians evangelical Christians if then this is verse 1 if then you who have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So right there, first of all, if you want to cut sin out of your life, you have to start setting your mind on things above. You gotta start thinking of your behaviors and would God be pleased with what you're doing right now? And it's not necessarily that, what was it, WWJD D or some whatever it is though, what would Jesus do? It's different. It says on, number, on verse four, when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So it's letting you know that you don't want to miss out because of sin in your life, nagging sin. Now, we know that we are in sinful flesh and therefore we have the desire, the propensity to sin in various ways. Some of your issues probably won't be my issues and some of my issues won't be your issues. It says, this is something we actually have to do, first of all. Now, I know that everybody always thinks it's this spiritual, mystical thing that 
God just will take everything away and there's no work left for you to do within yourself. But it's not true. Look right here. It says, put to death. Who, who, who is supposed to do it? He's telling us to do it. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. So we know we are earthly. We know we're living on the earth. We know we're in this sinful flesh and it has the propensity to sin and the desire to sin and to fall. But it's something that we have to actually work on daily. It's not something you just leave. Yeah, I, this is right and, and move on. And that's sadly how we've listened to many of these um, televangelists and big mega church um, people who just make us feel good. They preach us up. They give us a pep talk and you shouldn't do this. You should treat this person this way, blah, 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 blah. Everybody jump around and, and everything's cool. Everybody go on their merry way until next Sunday and you feel down in the dumps again. And there's no change. The people who are touching foreheads and people are falling over. And yet the life is still exactly the same way after. What are you going to the ground for? What are you jumping around for? Think about it. having the victory people talking about you're gonna have the victory Christ already had the victory he's given us the victory with him over sin hell death and the grave it's for us to put on or the newness of who you are now and put to death as it says in five therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passions evil desires and covetousness which is idolatry and that was the first list in this um, scripture this passage understand that this first list in Colossians 3 is the first list is perverted love it's what we do it's a personal list that has to do with us, nobody else. Even if someone is intertangled or intertwined with what we are doing, but this is something that we are doing with our body, which is the temple of God. And this is in verse five. Our humanness, along with our actual human members, are vehicles of sin. And that includes our mind thoughts, body, our eyes, our hands. You know, when the scripture says, touch not the, what you can think about even when it says, touch not the unclean thing. We're not supposed to be laying our hands on, on people of the opposite sex. We're not supposed to be indulging in it. Our eyes are focusing on things that we're not supposed to focus on, like watching sexually explicit movies or sexually provocative animations or you know whatever our thoughts are we're not supposed to be sitting here having these thoughts just take over our minds and I realized that this was something that was certainly besetting me and it has in my life and it's probably the cause for why I ended up divorced twice. <laughs> you know, I had it enough in me to not want to be 
and you know maybe this is the better part of me or this is the, the part of me that doesn't make any sense the part of me that was fighting to do what was right so I knew for a long time that I wanted a relationship now some twisted things happened to me as a young child and I think that I know not I think I know that I was early sexualized as a child so therefore when I got just to my just barely into my 20s I knew I wanted to find a wife I wanted to be married because I knew that I also wanted to have sex I wanted to have intimacy and I knew one thing I knew that adultery because it was stamped in your on your forehead as a child in the churches that I used to attend and the ministers I used to listen to is that that was something that could drive you to go to hell but because that was such a thing in my desire to want the sexual intimacy the sexual relations it's that I wasn't very choosy in that and even if I could say I was at some point it was still the desire so if the desire wasn't put under foot or you know I didn't put to death my earthly sexual immorality my impurity my evil desire then it would just come out when it shouldn't come out so it would come out if my partner wasn't down for whatever I was down for which happened you know if think about it what if you're in a relationship you get married and it's supposed to be till death do you part and your partner gets injured and they can never have sex again what are you gonna do just think about it are you big enough to say oh I'll be fine I'll just never do anything again really okay well maybe if your sex drive is really that low and your intimacy level or need for it is that low or maybe you are just that good and well <laughs> I'm not gonna give anybody that but great if you were able to do it and you've never had any evil desires on top of it because you weren't able to do certain things great but if you're not able to gratify yourself in that way at all what are you going to do? Because you can't say that you're going to sit there and pleasure yourself because that's sin as well. Yeah. So if you're able to put to death, therefore, as it says in five again, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desire, and covetousness is the big thing. Now, covetousness is lusting after things that you want. You want more. Your greed. That's what covetousness is. Greed. It's wanting to have something that you have no business wanting. So, in other words, you've been given what's yours, and now you need another one because what you have isn't up to snuff, or it's not handling business for you, or it's not taking care of you're in your um what's that word i can't think of the word but it's not taking care of that that desire that pull in you 
what are you going to do? And in my case, I married someone who was able to memorize scriptures and recite scripture and act the part and go to church and all this stuff, but still was a young, young, young Christian and hadn't decide, decided to let herself be led by the Spirit and led by the scriptures as to what her behaviors are supposed to be. So the whole thing is, what I would say to you also, young men especially, is be very careful who you link up with or who you marry. Because if you marry someone who is not submitted to the, for the most part to scriptures, you are going to have hell on earth. Guys and girls, it's just a fact. It says, I'm going to read it again. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, and covetousness. And guess what it says after all of that? Because I've been stopping short every time. It says, which is idolatry. Now, do you remember the first commandment? It said, you shall have no other gods before me. That is idolatry, people. The first commandment in the Old Testament. <clears throat> it says, six, it says, on account of these, the wrath of of God is coming. You hear that? On account of these. On account of what? On account of not putting sexual immorality away from you, impurity, passions, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And it says, on account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Now, for me, or someone like me, that is so serious. Seven says, in these, in these, sorry, I'm kind of stretching my head over and trying to stay talking through the mic. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. And this is the second list. Okay, so we have that first list. The second list now. The second list is perverted hate. It's what we say. This list is social. It's the deep down burning anger, the defaming of people, slander, abusive speech, self-worship. It's tough. And, you know, before I get to read 8 and 9, you know, I kind of had an issue with me personally, I'm telling you, with the first set, verse 5. And that's why I kept going over and over. And it's like, it's, it, it, it's such a serious thing. But not so much at the beginning. <laughs> you understand? Of my life we're at in my relationships but 
I can tell you when I finally destroyed my last one, my last relationship, I realized that 89 popped up in me and it's devastating to me because it was something that was never an issue with me and it seemed like it just crept up and it just seethed in me the anger of the situations the way that maybe I felt disrespected the way that I felt overlooked disrespected and and treated like nothing and taking on all of the disrespect, not talking it out when it was going on or not seeking counsel when it was going on, ended up letting the bitterness, the root of bitterness just inside of me. And eventually, see, for years and years, I was really good at just holding it inside. But I realized that I wasn't holding it inside. I literally had bad thoughts. And eventually, it burst forth into speech. And it might not have got to the level of some. Now, trying not to be offensive to women in this, I'll say a lot of guys have the issue with the first list at the beginning. Because I think that the second list catches us eventually. But I believe many men have the issue with the first list because it is a perverted love list. It was our desires are not fulfilled. We're sensational. We're we're un un um, gratifiable. We we it, we just need more. We just need more and more. And if if who we're with can't or won't or decides not to or the well runs dry or whatever it is, we're out there and we're doing whatever. And for some reason, what I've seen is the women in men's life tend to have issues with verse 8 and 9. Not saying only, and I'm sure it can go both ways, but what I have noticed in my life when I look at it, 8 and 9 says, But now you must put them all away. Now listen to this. Anger. Wrath malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Now you think about guys are able to and hit, punch, you know, we're able to be abrasive in our actions. We are able to be strong and muscle up all of whatever it is that's in us when things are not right. But a lot of the time, women, what can they do? They get angry. So they lock off the bedroom. They get angry because things are not done. So a lot of time power is taken from us in the bedroom. And it's, sorry, you didn't take the garbage out for the last two weeks. No sex. Then there's wrath. The food might not be cooked. Or there's malice. Nobody wants to talk to you. Or slander. You're talking behind your spouse's back to your friends and they're giving you advice and there's obscene talk you know name calling there's demeaning conversation and letting them know what he isn't and the amount of things that come from your mouth as it says it says again put away anger wrath 
I mean, who are you to pronounce wrath? Because you have been disrespected? Are you God? You're not. You're malicing him. There's slander. There's obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. So that's when the lies start coming in and you start saying that, you know, you said this and you did that and you're a liar and this and that. And, you know, it's all mixed in there. On nine here still says, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So, it all adds up to idolatry. In the second list, it's, you know, I can defame you because you disrespected me. I can be slanderous towards you because you did something bad to me. I can give abusive speech because you cheated or you, you didn't do something that I want or there's not enough money or there's this issue or that issue. It's self-worship. It's you are putting yourself high above the other person and it's how dare you disrespect me? I can only take so much. I, who are you? You're a lonely sinner, just like the person who sinned against you. How dare you put yourself above that person? And these things happened in my life. Whereas first I was just stuck on verse five. And eventually I took and I took and then I blew up because I wasn't genuine and I was stuck on my own self. And as I said before, and guys, this is a relatively short one. Hopefully it's spicy enough for you to think about it. Maybe listen to it one more time. But I like what Pastor John MacArthur said. To solve all of this. First of all, if you can listen to that one line in six, it says, on account of these the wrath of God is coming. Hear that. So, let's get our noses into this Bible. Let's get our minds right. Think about the things above and not the things on this earth so much. You don't have to have that big house. You don't have to have that shiny car or those rims or those shoes or all those clothes or all those friends. The more we try to get to know God, the more we will know God. The more we know God, the more you'll love God. And the more you love God, the more you'll triumph over the sin in your life. Because the reality is, your flesh is here. It's not going anywhere. Now, right 
as you get older, certain things will dissipate and you probably will have an easier time with certain urges because certain hormones won't be so rampant. But understand that you're here still and you have to put to death the sinful deeds in your flesh. Watch your eyes what they see. Watch your mouth what it says. Watch your mind what it thinks. Watch your hands what they do. Watch your feet where they go. Alright guys. Take care. Rewind, play again. Rewind and play again. Take care. This is MCM and this is You're Probably Right. Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh oh, yeah, God, self help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions and all the while understand that listen sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat well that's how it is here and because there's no topic well very few topics off the table Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there <laughs> hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting and hey maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere hope to see you soon